Welcome to The Sting, the official student-run podcast of Howard Payne University, produced by the Department of Communication. I'm your host, Ben Sarton, and we have an exciting episode for you today. First, I'll be interviewing Mia Romero. She's the editor for The Yellow Jacket. Then we'll go into our sports segment with Jason Turner, where he'll overview some of the highlights from this last week's games and give a heads up on upcoming games to watch for over a few different HPU sports. Finally, we'll conclude with our Campus Buzz segment. We'll read off the submissions from the prompt we gave on our first episode, and then we'll give the prompt for the upcoming episode going forward for you to send in between now and then. Uh, By the way, our prompt for before was why I was late to class, and we got some really funny stories sent in, so be sure to listen into that, and I think you'll get a kick out of it. We sure did. And with that, we're going to jump into our very first segment with an interview of Mia Romero from The Yellow Jacket. And now I am joined by Mia Romero, the editor-in-chief of The Yellow Jacket, Howard Payne's student-produced online newspaper and full-color print magazines, and those come out once every semester. Uh, Mia, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Well, we're really excited to have you. Um, Why don't you start by just telling us a little bit about yourself? Okay. Um, I am a senior strategic communications major. I transferred here to Howard Payne my junior year, and I've loved it ever since. It's a great place to be, and I especially have fallen in love with the comm department. It's been really great. Yeah. Yeah, I can really relate there. It's uh, very tight-knit over here. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> well, uh, I just gave a little blurb about it, but why don't you tell our <laughs> listeners, uh, what is the Yellow Jacket? Okay, so the Yellow Jacket is the online student publication of um a newspaper so all the stories posted on there are completely student written um we have an online one and then we also work throughout the semester to produce a full color print magazine that will be um, distributed across campus and we aim to cover the pulse of the student experience uh, with stories from things about sports things about people featuring all those types of um items yeah. So really the stories that are covered is kind of anything that would be relevant to uh, students or alumni or anybody who's Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We really want to make sure that um, our viewers or readers, they are interested in what we're saying. So we want to provide the best content we can for them and things that they'll for sure be interested in reading. Yeah. Okay. Well, as you're coming up with those ideas and you have an idea for a story, Uh, in that meeting, how does it go from that idea to actually being published? Okay, so really it always starts as like a brainstorming process. We'll all uh, sit around together, kind of throw around some ideas, ask if we know things that are happening on campus, events, um, there's any people that might stand in out, like if they have something happening with them that we think would be a really cool story. We'll throw those ideas around, kind of decide on something, and then we'll go out and We'll start kind of researching any background stuff or we'll be interviewing people to get all kind of sides of um, whatever the story is concerning. Um, We actually just released one about Encounter Week that's happening this week. For for instance, some of the students might not know that if you attend those chapels, it's actually um, more chapel credits that you get to go towards the semester. Yeah. Yeah. And so some students, especially if they're new to Howard Payne might not be aware of that. So that's something we want to make sure we include in our story. And that's actually up on our website now. And that was just one example. We have tons of other stories. We try to release one 
um, at least every week. And we're actually also doing some video stories and those are pretty cool. So we're wow. excited about that. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a new thing for the Yellow Jacket, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it absolutely is. I think in the past there's been a few of them, but um, we're really excited this year. It's I think it's going to be more consistent of a consistent balance of written stories and the video stories. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, if you haven't read a Yellow Jacket story, I have to say, you know, once they go through all that uh, work that they put in and, it, and it's edited and finalized, like the finished product is very professional. So uh, it's really cool to see. And on that note, uh, how can people access the Yellow Jacket? Yeah, so we actually have um, two social media accounts, one on Instagram, one on Twitter. Both their handles are H-P-U-T-X-Y-J News, all lowercase. I'm going to say that one more time. H-P-U-T-X-Y-J News. So definitely go follow us. But um, there's links in both of those accounts to take you straight to our student publication page. And there you can find all the latest stories and even go back and look at previous stories. So um, that's where one place you can follow and kind of keep up with us. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, we'll be sure to put those links in the description for the social accounts and to the publication itself. Um, So let me ask you, uh, how can students benefit from reading these stories? You know, maybe we have some listeners that haven't heard of the Yellow Jacket or whether they have or haven't, uh, they just, you know, they're not really sure why should I be reading this? You know, what am I going to get out of it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we have a little saying I think I mentioned it earlier but um, the yellow jacket aims to cover the pulse of the student experience and essentially what that means is we're always wanting to um, release information on like what's happening uh, with like student body what's happening on campus like um, whatever we feel is something interesting something Mm -hmm. we think that student body should know we want to try to release info about that um it's a really it's a really cool experience because a big part of I think what makes it special is that students are the writers. So we right. kind of get to choose and like, well, we think this is something we should release. I think other people would really be interested in hearing about that. So it's it's a really cool deal. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, definitely relevant to students as readers, uh, the, although we might also have some listeners that are interested in, you know, how do I get involved? I'm, I'm interested in writing. I'm interested in being in that process. Um, what would be the steps they could take? Yeah. So we're always looking for more people to help out, whether that be for writers, uh, more videographers, photographers, okay, all those types of stuff. And if uh, you are interested, definitely contact Dr. Welker. Um, she's head of the comm department. And you can come over to some of you may know it as the Coke building, um, <laughs> but that's is actually our uh, communications building. And that's where Dr. Welker is located. So if you have any questions or interested in taking pictures, taking videos that you'd love to um, feature on our page, even if it's not necessarily being um, a full like written story, if you just mm-hmm. kind of want it featured, we'd love to have submissions like that. So uh, just come and contact Dr. Welker, or if you know anyone that's a writer for the YJ, definitely contact us, and we can get you hooked up. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we'll put Dr. Welker's email in the description here, and uh, that's the Doki Day Art Center that you can come down to. It's the Coke building with the uh, <laughs> big Coke bottle on the side of it. So uh, that's past maybe on campus here. That's where we record these, and that's where Dr. Welker's office is. So if you want to check in with her, that's how you can do it. Mia, thank you so much for joining us today and telling us about the Yellow Jacket. Uh, We really enjoyed having you. Yeah, thank you. Now we're going to go on to sports with Jason. 
What up, what up, what up? It's your boy Jason back with the sports segment of the greatest podcast of the steam. Yes, sir, Ski. And we got today a little recap of the most recent football, soccer, and volleyball games. For football, the record is currently 1-1. One one. The, the past Saturday, the team went up against George Fox University. The offense wrapped up a total of 539 yards and 98 plays. 268, 258 in passing yards on 43 attempts and 281 in rushing yards. 55 attempts on rushing. It was a hard-fought battle, but they didn't end up with the win. The score was being 42 to 39. Next game will be September 17th versus Hendrick College. Next up is volleyball. Women's volleyball, of course. Uh, the team is currently one and seven. The most recent game was against Austin College. The team had a total of 28 kills, four aces, two blocks, 27 assists, and 61 goals. Or 61 digs at that. The final score was 3-0 in favor of Austin College. The team will bounce back against East Texas Baptist University September 17th, Saturday. And lastly, we have women's soccer uh, with a current record of three wins, one draw, and one loss. The last game was against Texas College, and the team got a total of 60 shots, 38 shots on goal, 10 corner shots, 10 corner kicks and six assists with nine goals. The final score is uh, big 9-0 and very proud of our Lady Jackets with the big win. And yeah, they kicked they kick, they kick some butt this weekend. So we're looking forward to uh, do the same thing next weekend, September 17th as well, versus Oklahoma Panhandle State University. And that's it for the sports section this week. Jason, turn it out. Peace. Okay, welcome to Campus Buzz. This is our last segment for today's episode. I know, I was so sad, but it's the one you've all been waiting for because we're going to have a few laughs here. Last week, well, not last week, last episode, two weeks ago, we asked for the submission to the prompt why I was late to class. And let me tell you, we've got some really good stories that uh, some students here sent in. So we're just going to go through those and share our favorites. And those that were submitted on Instagram, we'll go ahead and give those Instagram handles a shout out and uh, put them down in the description here. Let's do it. Yep. And uh, of course, I got assistant producer Jason on here because uh, yes, I think he's going to have some good commentary as we get through these. So uh, our first one, and uh, Jason, if you're looking at your notes, I got them out of order for you, so don't hate me. Um, okay. It's going to be from you. Hazel Stoner, which is at Beleza E. Intelligenza. I think that's how you say it. I don't know. Look in the description. But here's what she sent to us. I thought I had that class on Tuesday, but I didn't. And on the day I did, it didn't register that I hadn't already had it that week. 
Mm, that's interesting. We've been there, right? <laughs> I haven't been there, but <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> well, uh, I, I feel like stories. I feel like that's the age-old story of uh, missing class because you didn't realize it was happening. Yeah. <laughs> or you know, when you have one of those classes that's canceled. Yeah, and yeah. Get, I had one of those. Uh huh. Like yeah. Second week of school mixes you up. All right. Uh, this next one is coming from Jordan Sager, and uh, he says, "Back in high school in Nebraska." So this is not an HPU story, but it's a good one. Uh, back in high school, he, uh, me and a half of my class were late to class because a mother goose and her chicks wanted to waddle across the road. Then immediately thereafter, we were stuck behind a train while they were doing maintenance at an intersection. That mama made half of my class miss near our first entire our entire first period. It's a mama goose. You know, it's what they do. Waddling. Well, then right away. <laughs> that's that's an example of bad timing. Thanks for sending that in, Jordan. Very bad timing. Um, let's jump to this next one. Uh, this is a very recent story. It, he, he starts it with today, September 12th. So, you know, very recent history. This is coming from Daniel Archer. He says, I had a class at 11 a.m. in the Newman building. Chapel slash encounter week was right before it. So I asked one of my friends to drive me over. They said yes, and we headed out to their car by the apartments. Encounter week ran a little bit late, so we were already cutting it close. But they needed their laptop, so they ran to get it from the apartment. Well, then when they returned, they realized they had locked their keys inside the apartment. So I volunteered to sprint across campus to their roommate who was working to get their keys and get inside. Once we finally got the car keys, we returned to the apartment uh, we, we returned the keys to the roommate and drove to class. We were a solid 10 minutes late to class, and yet our professor said he didn't even notice. <laughs> so I don't know whether they says whether that says more about us or him, but that's my crazy story of why I was late to class. All I know is I need that professor because I know I'm going to be late to class sometimes. Eh? I need a professor that ain't going to notice. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, very courteous of the professor. You, you ever had, uh, you ever locked your keys in your room? No. No. I almost left my uh, keys in my room one time, and the only way I would be able to get back in my house is my dad. My dad works till four, and so if I lose my keys, I'm pretty much done for. I can't go to his school because I ain't got a car. <laughs> he has the car, so. It's game over at that yeah, point. It's game over. You're not just late for class. You're missing yeah. class yes, at that point. Yes. All right, we've got a couple more. Um, some of our favorites are these last two here. Um, oh, actually, actually three. There's, there's one more small one. This one's coming from Devin Sherman. Yeah, I like this one. That's at Devinator534 on Instagram. He said he was late to class because he was looking at a picture of Ben. Yeah, that's crazy. That's wild. <laughs> that, that blew my mind. Uh, I guess, I why I guess he's, a, so he's a big fan. Yeah, you know, yeah. I don't know. If, it could be a different Ben, though. We don't know. Yeah, it could be a different Ben. He just ben. said Ben. Yeah. But who knows? But the same time, it could be a different Devin, too. <laughs> different Devin. No, yeah. no, no. This is this, this is the, the Devin. This is the Devin, coach of the debate team here. Coach of the debate team. All right. Uh, our next one is coming from Brooke Robbins. She said, one day during the winter, I was going to 8 a.m. Greek class. I had my rubber rain boots on because I noticed that it had rained. I did not notice, however, that a thin layer of ice covered the cement. I walked out of my apartment, one of the second floors on the campus apartments, and was in a rush because I was running late. Ran over the stairs, and there was a little ice at the top of the stairs. I slipped and quite literally rolled down the stairs to the landing <laughs> hallway down. 
<laughs> my backpack thankfully slowed my roll, lol, and somehow I avoided major injury. I got up in total shock with a bruised knee and bleeding finger. <laughs> I was so discombobulated, I went back into my apartment and poured hydrogen peroxide over my finger and wrapped it in a paper towel. That is when I remembered that Ben had asked to borrow my hydrogen peroxide a few days before, and I suddenly felt that I must urgently get the hydrogen peroxide to him. So I again, very gingerly, made my way down the stairs, across to the other apartment building, and knocked urgently on Ben's door. He answered in a very sleepy state. Here you go, I said hurriedly. I just fell down the stairs on my way to class, and I'm running late, but I cut my finger and washed it with hydrogen peroxide, and then I realized you needed it. I left Ben rather confused and concerned and rushed to class. Walking into Greek a few minutes late, bloody paper towel wrapped around my finger. I explained, I fell down the stairs on my way here. And everyone was like, oh my gosh, are you okay? No. <laughs> yes, um, this is my girlfriend, by the way, Brooke. And oh. I definitely was very confused when she just knocked on my door. She's <laughs> like, you needed this hydrogen peroxide. Here it is. By the way, I fell down the stairs. And then she ran off. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm glad I have it. Are you okay? I don't know. She's gone. Weird times. <laughs> okay, well, uh, with that, it brings us to our final story for Campus Buzz today. And this story is coming to us from one Michael Feltz, which is at Alka Feltz. That's A-L-K-A Feltz. You can see it in the description. And he told us the following story. Last semester, I was taking a sensation and perception class by Dr. Kelly, and one of our assignments was to write out a vivid memory and to then draw it out and turn it in for a grade. Pretty simple assignment. Mm -hmm. Of course, being the responsible student that I am, I completely forgot about the assignment until the day that it was due. So then I pulled up to class on time, and I have to decide whether I want to work on this paper and show up late or bite the bullet and just go to class on time. I chose the first option, and when I had finished the paper, class was already 15 minutes in. It's always a hard choice when you've got that the hardest. last minute assignment. Do you come late to class, or do you do it beforehand? The hardest choice. Michael did it beforehand. Let's see what happened. It just so happens that the day I was showing up late for class was a sensory deprivation lab type day in which we as a class would spend the majority of class time in complete darkness. And so I go to open the door, and it's taped shut. I yank and I yank it open and Dr. Kelly is standing there on a stool in front of me about as shocked as you could imagine. He then lets me in and makes a comment on my tardiness and I spent the next 10 minutes trying to find my seat from the floor in the pitch black. Unfortunately, I left my bag in the middle of the floor and Dr. Kelly stumbled <laughs> over it unknowingly. I don't, he said, I don't know that I've ever been so embarrassed in my life. That's a lot. That's a lot too, but... Yeah, it's a true story. <laughs> I, I actually have kind of a similar stories about that in high school. You know, it, me and my friends would go to the restroom before class and stuff. If we had an assignment, we, we would do the whole assignment before class. And yeah, do you ever we, uh, trip over your backpack? No, and... no. We have a well. We did have a specific name for it. Whenever we did that, we would, we would call it uh, pulling a Sakai because we had a friend named Sakai. He was like the first one that did it. He would be the main one that did it. So yeah, we would pull a Sakai <laughs> every time we go to class. Well, uh, I just want to say thank you to all of the students that submitted these awesome stories. We really appreciate it. And lastly, I got to give you our prompt for the upcoming week. So this week's prompt. Is simply 
my favorite dad joke. I got my a lot favorite of those. dad joke. So if you got some dad jokes you love, maybe you came up with it, maybe you found it, maybe you Google it, send it to us at HPU The Sting. You can uh, send that to us on Instagram, message it, or comment on the Instagram post that we will come out with. Or you can email it to us at the email address HPUTheSting at gmail.com. That's HPUTheSting at gmail.com. Uh, I want to say thank you so much to everyone that was involved in the production of this episode. You can see the credits down in the description here. Uh, thanks for listening in, and we'll see you on the next one. Peace. I love y'all.